Hello and welcome to the Hygiene Profit Leaders Podcast, where we give you weekly tools and tips to teach you how to grow your hygiene department. We are your go-to resource for everything you need to turn your hygiene department into a profit center. I'm your host, Rachel Paul, and joining me is my co-host, Vicki Collier. Hi, Rachel. Hey, Vicki. And we also have uh, Shayla with us. And Shayla is one of our clinical trainers here, and she teaches at the U. U for University. We actually have training centers in Atlanta and Phoenix. And so she is our perio expert. So we are really excited to have her here today on the show because we are going to be talking about gingivitis, how to treat it, how to code it. We get asked this question all the time. Great. So hi, Rachel and Vicki. Glad to be here. Good. So when I think about this is, you know, how do we typically treat gingivitis? And I know there are, I mean, there were times that I had a patient come in, you know, got bleeding gums, stuff everywhere. And I, the advice is to brush better and we'll see you in six months. You know, is that really the way we want to go? No, because we also know that gingivitis is the gatekeeper, right? To right. Period. It's got to start somewhere. Yeah, so yeah. if we don't treat gingivitis, then what is the next step? And think about also, you know, people defer decisions to experts. And we are the experts in the field. So when they come to us and they see that something is not the same in my mouth, you know, my my gums are bleeding when I'm brushing, my Mm -hmm. floss is maybe stinky a little bit, you know, (laughs) Um, and and I see that blood when I'm spitting out that, that toothpaste foam, that is not normal. But yet if we make it, if we don't make it any different than anything else, they assume that, yeah. Exactly. So patients assume that I should just keep doing whatever I used to do, right? right? So we have to make it different because it is different. It's not normal. No. You know, your fingers do not bleed when you wash your hands. They do not (laughs) bleed in between your, in between your fingers. Right. So you have to tell the patients that this is not normal. Right. Tell them how it's different and why and what needs to be done to treat it. And we'll talk about that. And then offer them a different solution than what they've all just, what they've always done. Right. Coming back in six months is probably not the best. How often does telling someone to brush better really, (laughs) really work? Right. (laughs) That's not, that's not a good, a good, uh, a good educational tool. And now what's happening, you know, I'm sure all of you have heard about this flossing may not actually be beneficial to you and uh, you shouldn't be flossing. So we know that media can create uh, frenzy out there among people in general public. And so we already know that about 10 to 14% of people floss. And I'm convinced that those people are us, the professionals. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's right. right. That would be us. (laughs) Exactly. So, and and we know that it works because, you know, just go without flossing for a few days and then floss. Exactly. And see what happens, right? Right, right. Yeah. And then, of course, when you start going a few days, which is what our patients will start saying is Mm -hmm. it actually hurts when they floss. That's why they don't floss. Right, right, right. Which is very, very sad. But in their mind, and especially if they're reading this in the media, and people Absolutely. are going to believe mm-hmm. what they want to believe, oh, yeah. right? So, um, but yeah, so let's let's talk about like first of all, like how do we treat gingivitis? Mm-hmm. I think that's a big question because there yeah. really isn't well up until next mm-hmm. year, right? Which we'll talk about that in a little bit. But there's really not a specific code for it, right? So I think yeah. it gets really it hasn't confusing. been yeah, right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we've got to do something different, you know. If 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 it, for a healthy patient, we know that we do we do what's indicated as a prophy, you know, we do. But if you've got a patient who's not healthy, 
and offering the same things that you would offer or not offering them things that you should, you know, that they need, there's a problem there. So I think, I think for one thing, getting them on a more frequent, frequent recare process. Mm -hmm. um, you can't just tell them to handle it on your own. Let's check you again in six months. I think that for starters, they've got, there's got to be a conversation as to why here are the things I'm going to encourage you to do today, the, edu mm -hmm. you know, the, the products, the, the resources, whatever, but then want to see you back in, in three months um, to see how you, your body has responded to what you've done. Right. So the key thing is obviously, like Vicki said, educating the patient that sure. this is not the same as healthy right. and telling them the diagnosis because most of the time, probably 99.9% .9 of the time, patients are walking out thinking that they got quote-unquote, a healthy mouth cleaning that mm -hmm. their insurance covers 100% right. when they actually should have been told that they have a different diagnosis. That's not a healthy mouth, sure. but a gingivitis generalized or localized, it could right. be either, right? right. Mm -hmm. And documenting that. And right. so one of the most important things that, that's uh, part of our job, it's moral and ethical obligation and above all legal obligation is that we document what actually has, has been done on that patient mm -hmm. that day. Mm -hmm. And if the patient has, has insurance, they're not the expert in insurance we should be or the office or somebody in the office is the expert in that area to guide them and help them out right but we have to tell the insurance because they're not there what is it that we saw in the patient's sure. mouth so mm -hmm. that little written diagnosis mm -hmm. has to be mm -hmm. stated on that claim that gets sent to the insurance company. Yeah, I think narratives. Narratives are something Along that helps narratives. those claims get, you know, we don't want to let insurance <clears throat> dictate our treatment, but we also want to do everything we can to help those patients get paid. So I think narratives do come a long way. Absolutely. You've got, you put it in your notes, put it in your narratives to, the, to the insurance company. I agree with that. So that the patient walks out and, and thinks and knows that, hmm, I've been diagnosed with a gingivitis, which, like mm -hmm. Rachel said, mm -hmm. is a mm -hmm. gatekeeper to periodontal sure. disease. Right. Meaning if we don't take care of it now, if right. we don't nip it in the butt now, mm -hmm. then it's going to progress into something worse. That's right. More expensive, more invasive. Um, you know, patients look at it from a financial perspective as well. So we're preventive healthcare providers. Mm -hmm. So we need to do whatever needs to be done mm -hmm. um, to keep it from getting to the next stage. And then we, as those providers, need to have a have resources for them and give them instructions. As you were talking about this, I was just thinking you wouldn't go to any other doctor's office and then tell you that you had a problem but didn't tell you how to solve the problem, right. how to handle it. And you know, mm -hmm. and and so we've got to have I think additional you know could be um, uh, you know, I don't know if chlorhexidine rinse might be the solution if that's your thing or any other, uh, you know, the antimicrobials, the antimicrobials. what is it they need, but doing something need. different than what they've been doing before to mm -hmm. see if they can get a different result. Right, because again, if it feels the same and we're not giving them the tools to do anything about it, right. what's the point? Exactly. Right. There is no point, right? They, they just now think that, oh, she just wants my money or they just want to charge me more, but I haven't really noticed anything different being done than when I was here six months ago sure, or right. a year ago, right? right? So besides just that, they need to know that this is different. And right. uh, you know, throughout the appointment, the doctor has to be on the same page as well. Right. So this is something that we see constantly when we go into, an offices, into offices to train them that there's that miscommunication. Sure, right. So sure. the doctor comes in and might say, you know, oh, let's just watch this, right? But Everything that's because they're, great not, right, <laughs> exactly. right, yeah. right. they're not on the same page. So sure, you have to have sure. that standard of care to be on the same page to say, hmm, these are not normal signs. This is how we pro progress with the treatment. And that is a very good point. Because a lot of times hygienists don't know where to put this person. Right. Mm -hmm. They're not. They're not ready for scaling and root planing yet. 
but we know they're not healthy, mm-hmm. but there's there's not a code, at least not right, right. now, for, for what to do with this person. So how do we how do we tackle that? So what I have seen has been so ben- beneficial to the offices we go into is having them create a plan. What are mm-hmm. what is our plan going to be? Mm-hmm. How are we, you know, we, we, what is our, our treatment presentation? Our, how are we going to word this? How are we going to educate this patient? Is the doctor on board with this? Mm-hmm. Are how we all on the, how do we code Everything. it? Are we all on the same page? Because you could have a, an office with two to six hygienists in it. And if none mm-hmm. if everyone's doing something different, it's just it's it's not a good it's not a good consistent way to care. And for we patients. see that a lot. I may have mentioned this in an earlier episode, but um, went into an office one time to do the perio training. There's three hygienists, and they all had a different protocol. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about this, and right. one hygienist says, "Well, I bring them back in a month." Uh-huh. Another hygienist says, "Well, I bring them back in you know on a every three months." And the mm-hmm. other hygienist says, "Well, I bring it back two weeks later." Right. So they were mm-hmm. all doing something sure. different, and, and in their mind, they were treating it. And suppose two people in the same family were seeing two different hygienists. <laughs> <so confused. laughs> yeah, but, right. But you need to get on the same page, and uh, with your verbiage, your treatment plan, and a lot of these codes, you know, especially if you're going to be using two eleven tens, and they might be using the benefit to the one and not the other. So right. now we look, we have an out of pocket expense, exactly. Which again, patients will are happy to pay for what they perceive in value. Sure. So, as long as you create that value and you make it right. worthwhile and they understand the significance of it, then then they'll pay for it, right? right. Um, and, you know, going back, it's just kind of reminded me of, um, of the last episode we were talking about with hygiene downtime. This is a great way to fill the schedule. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, had a hygienist tell me that once they started using, uh, once they had their gingivitis standard of care in place, their schedule just totally like closed all those gaps because they were bringing these patients in sooner, which is what they needed because to be Because they needed doing. to be, exactly. Right. And the patients were getting a better care now, and, and now they had better patients because of it because right. they don't want to have to keep coming back. So here's the incentive, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and Rachel, just like you said, it's, it's in how you present it to, to the person, to the patient. How right. is this going to be benefit to that patient? They have to value that that service, that treatment, or whatever it is that you're presenting to them. And keep in mind that one of the the basic principles of treatment acceptance in anything is that people want what they stand to lose. So I would Mm -hmm. write this down. People want what they stand to lose. So if you make it scarce to them that, hey, this is not going to last forever, Mm -hmm. and if you don't take care of this now, two years from now, you might not have it anymore, right? right? So whatever that may be. So we know that with gingivitis, if we don't do something now, you're standing to gain a disease, right? Or to but lose, lose your health, health. That's right. 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 So do you want to go that route? And, and I also like to say too, like let's treat it now before it progresses. Because sure. once you once it progresses to periodontal disease, you mm-hmm. have that for life. There right. is no reversing. Right. So yeah. that's that's and, the and key you maybe think is, of something else. If we as providers, the people that they trust to tell them about this don't put the emphasis on this in the early stages mm-hmm. and now they've gotten to the point where they're going to need to time investment all of those the pain all of those things loss of teeth whatever they're going to get from progressing mm-hmm. they're going to look at us and say i wish you told me this sooner why exactly. did we, why won't we more aggressive in right. the treatment of this earlier on exactly. so and knowing that that number one lawsuit in dentistry is periodontal or misdiagnosis and treatment of mm-hmm. periodontal yes. disease yes we have direct impact on that Absolutely. and direct influence Absolutely. on our patients because they see us the most as dental hygienists so the good news is is that whatever protocol you have or do not have right now if you do not have one please create one because you need to make a difference to your sure. patients and sure. you need to treat it as soon as possible right mm-hmm. um, even better news is that 
the ADA is coming up with a new code. They've actually already outlined it. It's awesome. <laughs> if you want to go and look it up, just pull it up on the ADA website. Just search new codes. Um, the ADA now is is actually sitting down with a committee of doctors and dentists who review the codes every year. They used to do it on, a, on an every two-year basis. Now it's done on a yearly basis. When they look at the codes, they actually look at the frequency of codes, believe it or not. And when okay. they see that the code has not been used, they delete it. Mm -hmm. uh, they look at what has been put, put on their claims, on the insurance claims. What do people need, such as gingivitis treatment? Mm -hmm. They have been looking at that, mm -hmm. right? So they have now developed a code. And uh, I would suggest that you look it up. The code is going to get released in January of 2017. So next okay. year, in just okay. a few months, we are already in September, so um, that you can use that code. Now, keep in mind, um, if something has a code attached to it, so if there's a procedure that you're performing in the office that mm -hmm. has a CDT code attached to it, you have to use it. So you can't say we did a gingivitis treatment today or we did fluoride varnish treatment today, but you did not code that and right. submit it to that insurance company. Sure. You have to legally do it. Right. So please put that on your radar and may, put it on your calendar to pull up that code and start using it. Good. It is not clear what the insurance is going to do, if there is going to be benefits to it and how much. Uh, but at least we now have something that's going to make the treatment of gingivitis different in everybody's eyes. Good. Oh, that's great. So, yeah. so um, I know we're approaching 2017, but what are you guys recommending right now? What What are the codes that we that they can use right now? Rachel, when I go into an office, typically I will recommend two 1110s, two Profi codes, mm -hmm. um, knowing good and well that one will be covered and one probably mm -hmm. will not be. Mm -hmm. um, another option would be the, um, the 4999, the mm -hmm. $49 I have to think about this for a second, the unspecified perio code first, mm -hmm. uh, which is typically not covered. Again, mm -hmm. the conversation has to happen. The patient understands that they have to make an investment in themselves right. at that point. And then typically that 1110 is covered or not, whatever. Again, we can't base what we do off of what we think insurance is going to cover. But I think having a plan for this and having the verbiage to make patients understand that, that we don't dictate our treatment according to insurance. We dictate what they need and, and we'll help them to be able to, yeah. to make it happen one way or the other. Mm -hmm. So um, I've, I've had offices do it both ways. Um, and uh, again, it's, but you've got to, because right now, unfortunately, we don't have a, a better way of doing it. I'm excited to hear mm -hmm. about the new code. Mm -hmm. You know, some people get excited about concerts coming to town. We're getting excited about a, <laughs> about a 2017 gingivitis code. Yay. Well, that's so, because we've struggled with this. Sure. And, and yeah. People have, be, have been using 4355, which is a debridement code, which is very specific and um, should not be used liberally as people yeah, have right, been using it. Right, right. Yeah. Um, there's a very specific language that describes that code. So right. please do not use it for gingivitis patients sure. yeah. um, to, to treat gingivitis using this code. Um, you might use it in the, the process of your assessment and, and diagnosis of right. that patient, but not as right. a treatment code. Sure. It's not to be used as that. But just like Vicky said, it's the most important things about gingivitis are the frequency of visits, right? Sure. So we know that healthy patients are to come back every six months. Right. And they should be good with great home care, uh, brushing mm -hmm. and flossing and, and doing their daily routine. But then patients who have gingivitis, they do have a certain level of infection and inflammation in their, um, in their soft tissues, mm -hmm. in the gingiva. So we just like we bring back our perio patients mm -hmm. every three months because bacteria repopulates those pockets sure to keep that under control right, right. it's the same thing here Absolutely. in order to to get this get rid of this initial infection 
they need to come back sooner than every six months sure. until we get it under control. And we want to see how their body responds. Some people respond differently. I've had patients who said, I've never had my teeth cleaned before, and they're 40 years old, and they have no problems whatsoever. Know. You know, um, and I said, well, I don't recommend a 40-year recare, but, you know, <laughs> but they may not need to come back, but they need to, we need to see what it is is it what's causing this is this stress related mm -hmm. is this you know and, and, and see how they respond and then right. and then schedule accordingly and Absolutely. more frequent frequent visit allows you to assess what has this patient done since your first exactly visit? Mm -hmm. is it actually working for them do we need to adjust anything do right. we need to change anything absolutely without waiting additional two or three months right, right. if we need to change sure. the course of treatment we need to change it sooner rather than later. I like Absolutely. That, right. But I think it just goes back to we have to get patients to understand that Absolutely. your first of all your insurance is a coupon, let's be mm -hmm. honest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so you don't necessarily need to be coming in every sick. You need to be coming in more often. Right. 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 And we don't want to let that insurance dictate that. Mm -hmm. So right. well one of my biggest fear as a dental hygienist and a provider is that, you know, we have the great knowledge. We have the education. We mm -hmm. have the experience. Mm -hmm. We have all the necessary tools, right? So I think it's just in our heads that we feel the rejection from the patients, mm -hmm. right? So right. we need to just overcome those fears that we have mm -hmm. and present what we see to our patients. Use As your tools, intro yes. camera, yeah, absolutely. Right. Intro camera, a mirror, whatever you have, use them to see what you're telling them. People, 65% of people are visual learners, so they mm -hmm. wanna see what mm -hmm. you're talking about, mm -hmm. right? So that's how you also build credibility for yourself as a provider. Right. So making sure that they're educated, making sure that they see what you're talking about and mm -hmm. they can see the areas that you say, this is bleeding, right. this isn't, there's right. inflammation here. The good news is this is reversible right. versus a peri disease that's not reversible, right. periodontitis, right? Sure. So, so this good. has been good. great conversations. Um, so I just, again, I encourage you guys to get a gingivitis standard of care in place. Um, be sure to check out the codes for that because as Shayla mentioned, those will be coming out in January of 2017. So you want to make sure that you're using the proper codes. Um, and that is, you know, that's by law, right? So Absolutely. we, we want to make sure that we are, uh, we don't want to have any lawsuits on our hands, right? And I'd like to add just one last thing, Rachel. Sure. I know we want to wrap this up, but um, I first want to give a disclaimer. I do not work with Dr. Charles Blair, or I, none of us do, or do we get anything from talking about this book? But his book is called Coding with Confidence, and mm -hmm. it is a great book. Um, I don't know how much it costs, maybe a hundred and something dollars. It is worth every penny. Absolutely. Because for sure. it describes every code. Every year they come up with a new edition mm -hmm. and you would go to his website and just buy it from his website, whatever money it costs. But I would recommend that you look into that just to be more educated and to be doing the right thing for your office and the patients too. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, he, he can't guarantee treat, uh, payment, but he'll give you lots of tips and exactly. ways to, to file that in a way that mm -hmm. uh, helps you to know what you need to know, to especially with those new codes. Absolutely. I think that's a great book. So definitely get that if you have not done that um, already. And then again, just meet with your hygiene team, go through your standard of care for gingivitis. What does that look like? Are you using the proper codes? And keep an eye out for that new code. Yay! If you enjoy this podcast, be sure to subscribe to the Hygiene Profit Leaders podcast on iTunes. We have new episodes every Tuesday at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also subscribe by visiting our website, hygieneprofitleaders.com, where you can also download notes from the podcast, listen to previous podcasts, and learn more about who we are and what we do to help you grow your hygiene department. Thanks and stay educated.